Good morning. Uh, get in the game. That's what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks here is how you can get involved, how you can get connected in the life of the church here at South Union. As you saw, we've had a good year uh, this past year with our, our next-gen ministries, our, our kids' ministries, our, our youth ministries. we had a lot of fun, and we just wanted to give you guys a sneak peek of that. Uh, but I wanted to start today um, with a bit of a confession. <sighs> this is hard to say, um, but growing up, I was, um, I was a crazy, diehard youth group kid. I loved youth group. It was a bit of a problem. I, I mean, I would show up early. I would stay late. I would I'd quit sports and my extracurricular activities just so I, I wouldn't cut into my youth group time. Uh, I would try to get out of family events so I wouldn't miss the mud bowl or the dodgeball tournament or the fall retreat or the prayer night uh, and, or my youth minister's favorite, which was gross night, which would involve us eating like sardines and Twinkies or bobbing for apples and kiddie pools of cottage cheese, you know, just real fun stuff, right? Um, and, but, and I hesitate to tell you all that, you know, because it kind of shows I'm, I may have had a bit of a problem. Um, and, and obviously, I'm biased. My expectation isn't for everyone to be like how I treated youth group um, because, I mean, it was a little crazy. Um, but I'm positive that all of you have had an experience with something like that, whether it was a basketball team, swim team, choir, band, just some sort of group or activity that you just loved and you wanted to be a part of no matter what. Um, but for me, it was youth group. And uh, it really wasn't because I really loved uh, eating sardines and Twinkies or because I really loved dodgeball tournaments. Um, that helped. It wasn't because uh, my youth minister and my youth ministry just had awesome worship or prayer nights. It wasn't even because of my youth pastor's amazing lessons. Uh, even though, you know, I probably can't even remember, like, any of them. You know, I remember, like, maybe, like, little bits and pieces. But if he asked me right now to name, like, one title of his lessons, I could not name one. Um, but I was there for all of them. Um, but the one thing that I do remember is that when I moved to Indiana from California as a sixth grader, and I was angry and upset and lonely, uh, one of my youth leaders um, invited me to a movie with his family. I remember when uh, one of my, my youth pastors, he asked me to come and help him paint the youth room and, and, and build the snack bar, um, help him around with random stuff around the house. I had a youth leader, I helped him uh, build a greenhouse in his backyard or uh, helped him tear down a barn. Um, I remember going to eat at Denny's and Taco Bell and talking about just random, crazy stuff. It could be anything. I remember them coming to see me in whatever sports I was in or musicals at the time. Um, I remember them showing up in my life and inviting me into their life. And, and that's, why, that's why I loved youth group. That's why I loved being there because the people there were my people. I knew that they were for me. I knew that they were behind me. And I knew that I had these caring adults that just genuinely loved me. They, they wanted what was best for me, and they wanted to be involved in my life. And, and those people, I would give a large amount of credit to why I'm up here today. Those people just investing in me at, at an early age when I was a kid, when I was a youth, investing in my life. They're a big reason why I love the church, and maybe even more importantly, they're a big reason why I know the church loves me. And there's a lot of people that don't know that, that the church loves them. And a big reason is because there's never been anyone in their life that's shown them that the church has loved them. 
I know that without the caring adults in my life, um, my life would be much worse off. I I could guarantee it because I know how much value they gave me. If I didn't have Miss Lydia or Mrs. Deb in Sunday school, uh, if I didn't have Eric or Toby or Chris in my youth group, I would be in a completely different place. I'd have no idea what trajectory my life would have taken. Um, And maybe for you, uh, you have a similar uh, person in your life. Maybe that was a coach. uh, Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was just a family friend. uh, And maybe you can think of a few people. But today, uh, I want to challenge all of you with with a challenge that's a a clear command throughout all of Scripture. Uh, It's central to the gospel and to following Jesus, and it's this. We are called to encourage, build up, and invest in the next generation. We are called to, to encourage, build up, and invest in the next generation. And if you, uh, if you don't think that you're part of that, let me say that one more time. You are called to encourage, build up, and invest in the next generation. In Psalm 78, 1 through 7, it says, My people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things from of old. I will, things we have heard and known, things our ancestors have told us, we will not hide them from our descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children. So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children." Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but keep his commands. This psalm, it's a pretty long one, Psalm 78, and it goes on to actually recount Israel's entire story. The story that Israel is supposed to share um, with uh, the next generation. Uh, And that's a a common theme throughout the Old Testament is that God is tasking, that the leaders of Israel are tasking families to pass on the story of God's faithfulness to them to the next generation. And and it goes on throughout the entire Bible. And I I think it's really interesting that when it hits the New Testament, that that command doesn't change, that it's still on the families to pass it on to the next generation. Uh, But the family just gets a little bit bigger. Uh, It becomes the church is the family. and, And now we are all tasked to make sure that we pass that on to the next generation. And, and, um, and I think one of the biggest mistakes we can make as a church is to compartmentalize our children's and youth ministries as almost separate things. Um, that they're like good add-ons to our ministry, but they're not central to our mission, which I think is completely wrong. And if it's central to not only our mission as a church, but it's central to the gospel, making disciples who make disciples. It can start here. This is when commitment to Jesus and training to live like him takes root. And our mission as a church is to, in unity, win and commit people to Jesus Christ, training them for service in his kingdom. And that really can take root here at this level to our kids and to our youth. If we really believe that, then our ministries to those kids, to those youth, are central to our mission. If this next generation is going to be the one that's shaping our our future, then don't you want to be a part of that? You could be the person that shows a kid or a teen that the church loves them. And that is more valuable than anything, that God loves them. 
And if South Union wants to be uh, making a positive impact on Bloomington as a community, I think this is a great place to start, to know that uh, building up the next generation isn't just a thing we do, but it's central to the thing that we do, and we can all be a part of that. So if you're wondering how we as South Union plan to do that well, uh, there's three major philosophies in, in youth ministry that we hold to here, and the first one is partnering with the home. Uh, like I said, when you read through Scripture, um, partnering with the home, the families were uh, the number one people who were supposed to pass it on to the next generation, and that's still true today, and, and we know that. Um, no matter how much your, your kid is here at church, how, mu- how much they go to Sunday school, um, parents are always going to be the number one influence, spiritual influence on their kids. Um, even if they were here every time we had an event, parents are still going to be the number one influence on a kid. Uh, if, if you look at how much uh, people go to church, I mean, your kid is probably only going to be at church maybe 100 hours a year. But your kid's probably going to spend, with you, over 2,000 hours in a year. I mean, we can never compete with that. And we know that, and we want to celebrate that, too. We, we know that's a good thing. That's the way it's supposed to be. And so we want to partner with you guys in that. And if you're thinking, I have no, where, I have no idea where to start. How do I, how do I spiritually uh, mentor my child? How do I, how do, I do that? Jackie and I would love that, to have that conversation with you. Like, that's what we would live for. Like, we want to help you grow in your family and build up your family. And the way that we want to do that is uh, through clear communication. We want to share resources with you, and we just want to be a constant support through you. Like, we, we want to help you out. We're not here to judge. We want to give you, like, all of our support, all of our resources, all of clear communication. We want to partner with you to help you grow uh, your families and their faith. Uh, the next philosophy that we keep to is meeting our kids where they are. Um, if you spent any time uh, with kids, you know that they all go through phases as they grow up. Um, and so our church wants to do the best it can to meet kids as in, when they're in those individual phases. Um, when you have younger kids, they're going to do the majority of their spiritual growth with their parents. Uh, they're going to go to their parents with all their questions. They're going to go to their parents and tell them everything they did in Sunday school. They're going to show them their worksheet. Um, but uh, as you hit middle school, things change in more ways than one. Parents maybe aren't their first person to go through, uh, go to when they have a question. Does that mean parents are off the hook? No. Uh, parents are still just as important. They're still that big influence. But um, we want to, to meet your students uh, with, with caring, uh, Christ-centered adults uh, that they can bring their questions to. Because your kids are going to ask your question, their questions to someone. Um, they're going to have questions about school. They're going to have questions about boyfriends, girlfriends, uh, God, the future, current events. And they're going to ask someone. And you don't want them just going to ask some random kid on the bus. Uh, you don't want to trust the random kid on the bus. He's going to tell them a lot of stuff. And so our ministries, we want to put uh, caring adults uh, in their life to give them someone that they can come and talk to. Um, and that's where our third philosophy comes in. We want each kid to have a person and a place. This is so important. We want each kid to have a person and a place. This is true of our kids' ministry. This is true of our students' ministry. Um, this is actually just true of all of us. 
We all need a person, and we all need a place. We want to be, uh, be known by someone. We want someone to see us as we truly are, someone we can be vulnerable with. Um, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name, right? Bum, 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 right? Okay, you guys know. Uh, <laughs> but that's why we love those sitcoms, right? That, that's Cheers, if you didn't know. Um, I know the younger kids are like, what? Um, but yeah, you're probably wondering, how does he know? Um, but yeah, Cheers. And those sitcoms, uh, that's why we love them, right? It's a group of people, and they have a place. They're committed to each other. And as you watch them, you're like, man, I just wish I could be a part of that, that friend group or that workplace. Um, and we, we all know where their places are, right? If I, if I talked about these uh, TV shows, you'd know exactly. Like, friends, they're in the coffee shop, right? And then uh, you got Cheers, they're in the bar. And then uh, with... Um, the office, it's the office. Uh, we, we, all have a, we all want to have a person in a place. And when we have that person in place, uh, that's when transformation can really start to happen. When, when we can be vulnerable, when we can be real with someone and, and share you know, where our struggles are at, uh, we can share our honest questions and someone can speak into our lives and we can just feel comfortable in a place that every time we go there, we know that we're going to be supported and pushed towards closer, uh, closer to Jesus in our relationship with him. Um, we all want that, and that's central to what we are trying to do here at South Union and our kids and student ministries. We want to provide that for our kids, for our students, and then we're actually uh, going to be launching small groups with that same idea in mind as well for, for everyone, that we want to have uh, people that are ours and a place that is ours, that we can grow in our relationship with Jesus. So I want to ask you, who influenced you growing up? Was it a coach was it a teacher, a pastor? Uh, you can be that in the life of someone uh, growing up right now. You can be the person that shows them that the church loves them. And after this season, the next generation needs that more than anything. I mean, we are all longing for connection. And this is our opportunity to invest in someone else's life. And you don't have to have any special skills. Trust me. I know when you, when you look at the kids' ministry or the youth ministry, uh, you think, oh, well, that's just not me. Um, you think, I'm not cool enough. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not young enough. I, I don't know how to juggle. And you don't even know how to do all that stuff. Um, Re Reggie Joyner, he's a veteran youth pastor. And he says, uh, students are looking for the oldest person in the room that will take them seriously. And that's true. That is absolutely true. Um, you just have to show up. You just have to be consistent, and you have to genuinely care for the kids in your group. Uh, whether you're helping in the nursery, whether you're helping with third grade boys, whether you're helping with uh, high school girls' small group, all you have to do is show up, love Jesus, and be their person. And everything else will fall in line. It's that simple. And I promise if you do this, it'll be one of the most uh, rewarding, uh, difficult, and fun things you will ever do. If you heard all that, and you're still thinking, ah, that sounds like a great job for somebody else, um, I just want to encourage you to, to really think about it, to really place yourself in that position, pray on it, because um, I do know that it is for some of you. 
It is for some of you. And even if it's not in our kids or student ministry, um, there are uh, some people in the next generation that you can affect in your own life. Maybe it's a kid, your own kid. Maybe it's a grandkid. Maybe it's a niece or a nephew or, or a cousin. Maybe it's just the, one of your friend's kids. You can have a positive impact in their life. You can be the person to show that kid that the church loves them, that God loves them. You can make a huge impact in their life. But I also want to let you know that for those of you who think this might be for you, I want to encourage you to jump in and do that uh, today, to do it now. Otherwise, I guarantee there will be some of you who, who will get involved down the line, and you'll think, why did I not start doing this sooner? Why did I not get involved sooner? This is so great, because um, it is. It's so rewarding. Uh, Jackie's going to come up here in a second, but I want to leave, with you, leave one thing uh, with you before uh, she shares something with you, um, and th- that's this. If you're following Jesus and you are not serving in any way, um, then you are not fully experiencing the life that Jesus said you could have in him. I'm going to say that one more time. If you are not serving, uh, if you are following Jesus and you're not serving, then you are not fully experiencing the life that Jesus said you could have in him. All right, Jackie. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit more, and we'll get into specifics about how you can get into the game. Um, For those of you that don't know me, I am Jackie Goss. I'm the director of children's ministry here at church. And whatever event it is that we have, whether it's Sunday morning, Wednesday nights, the slip and slide craziness that you saw on the screen or the nasty, dirty, gross things we do, um, every activity that we do, we have the opportunity to pour God's word into each child's heart. And with that incredible job, we... um, get to choose, um, we get to shape and direct the children's futures in the lives of our church. And so I have this crazy box up here, and this holds all of our dreams. All of Mark's and I's dreams are in this box. Um, and we, I, if I talked to you earlier, if you're, um, let's see, a kid, I had Brynlyn, Acton, Ellie, Cora, you guys come on up. I have Angie Chastain, Rosa Drake, and Dana Barnett. If you guys will all come forward and come on stage. You get to help show our dreams this morning. Okay, so in our um, next-gen ministries, we are, um, one of our dreams is that each child will experience God's amazing love. So, Miss Ellie, just go ahead and head down the stage this way. Sorry, Acton, but hit you in the face. (laughs) Okay, we also have the dream that each child will enjoy Christian community. So here's part of it, but we need community. So Miss Dan, I need you to hold the other half and put that together like a puzzle. Yeah, no falling today. Um, and let's see here. We also want each kid to encounter Jesus. We want them to know that Jesus died on the cross for them and that they have an eternal life with him. We also want... This is good. <laughs> We also want each child to know God's calling on their lives, and, not, and we want them to know it right now, not in some distant future. So everything we do, we want them to know their calling. We want each child to say yes to Jesus and to find their place in his big God story. And with all of these dreams, oh, it's getting deeper. With all of these dreams, in order to make them a reality, we need many hands. That's just one. I didn't want to cut out a bunch. So pretend there's a bunch of hands. <laughs> um, so 
these are our dreams that we have for our kids, and we want you to get in the game. And so we have some specific asks. Well, hold on. I do want to say, reiterate kind of what Mark said. If you're not a teacher, that's okay. Whatever talents God has blessed you with, we will use them in our ministries. I'll find somewhere for you. <laughs> so we need creative hands. We need wrinkled hands. We need hushing hands. We need gentle hands. We need young hands. We need technologically nerdy hands. We need <laughs> um, worshiping hands. Any hands you can think of, we can find a place for you, whatever talents God has given you with you to help bless our next generation for the kingdom. So we have a slide of kind of some of our specific asks. Um, this is, we're hoping to go start back to two services in September if we can get enough teachers. Our classrooms are getting really full. We had 14 kids in our four or five in kindergarten class two weeks ago. And just for safety measures, also with everything going on, we do need to try to get back to two services. That means we need more teachers. So these are our current needs that we need. We need eight teachers in the nursery, 13 for the preschool, and this is both services. It doesn't have to just be the early service. Um, 16 kids in elementary. And then the Rooted, which is our new fifth and sixth grade class. I could use two more volunteers, specifically women, female, small group leaders. Um, and then the student ministry could use four volunteers. Yep, so with student ministry, I need, uh, it would be awesome if I could get two uh, female small group leaders and two uh, male small group leaders so that we could uh, make sure that they, we have small group leaders for all of our students, yeah. Other ways to get involved, I mean, that's a really short list of mine, um, but I'm always, I've been looking for a preschool coordinator, somebody that can help um, coordinate stuff on Sunday mornings downstairs with the younger kids. I can kind of take upstairs, but it's hard for me to be two places at once. Um, also need worship leaders for both preschool and elementary, so if you're a singer and you love to do that, that's a great way, youth kids, if you're in here, for you to get involved, um, especially for a first service. I don't want you to miss out on student ministry. Um, and then I also need a Wednesday night preschool teacher. Wednesday nights start in two weeks. So if you're interested in that, would love that. And I also need a missions coordinator. Maybe you just like to serve and you have serving hands and you'd like to help coordinate our missions in the children's ministry. That's another need. Anyway, my list could go on and on. Just tell me what you want to do and I'll find a spot for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so yeah, the same with me. If, if you're like, well, I really want to help, but I don't have the time to commit. Um, we always have like special events that we could maybe need help with. Uh, maybe if you're just like, I don't know if I could come every week, but I have an awesome backyard with a bunch of fun stuff to do that I would love to volunteer for the youth to come over and maybe swim or, or just play uh, football or, or anything. Um, that's another way you can help or, or just maybe bring food to um, a random event that we're having. That would be another way to help. And so if you're just wanting to get involved in that way, uh, that's, an, that's another way that you can get plugged in. All right, um, I, I'm going to pray, and then uh, we'll, we're going to head into our time of communion. We do have sign-ups in oh, the foyer. That's also very important. This is to important say. where yes. to do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, so if you're interested, we have sign-ups out in the foyer. Um, they are, if you head out there, there's a nice new desk to the left, um, and it, there's an iPad, there is a laptop, and you just fill out a few questions, and that sends an email to Jackie or I, and so we can get connected with you and talk about more specifics as we get into that. Uh, so let's pray, um, and then we'll head into communion. Uh, dear God, 
thank you so much just for the love that you give us. Thank you for um, the ministry that we get to do here, God. Uh, we pray that you bless it, that for those who are thinking right now, maybe this is me, maybe this is a place that I can get involved. I pray that you work on their hearts, that you, that you give them the courage to, uh, to step out and do this, God. Um, and I know that you will bless the journey because it is an awesome journey. Um, I know that you are going to work in, in the lives of our kids here in, in so many awesome ways through the community that is here, uh, through, the, through the adults that are here, God. Um, and I pray that you can do that well. And in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so as we transition into the communion time, the most important time at South Union Christian Church, uh, this would be a good time. You're probably thinking, well, let me pray about this. And now's the time. 15, 20 minutes of worship around this table to pray about it. It's interesting as we talk about the kids, you know, one of the most familiar passages in the New Testament is in Mark chapter 10 when they brought the kids to Jesus. And all of you know that story. He'd had a long day and people were bringing kids to be blessed. And the disciples, bless their heart, trying to do the right thing. Get those kids out of here. Jesus is tired. He needs a break. But it's interesting, the Bible says that Jesus became indignant with them. Bring the kids to me, he said. He wasn't mildly displeased that they pushed the kids away. He was ticked off, indignant. Bring those kids to me. And then Jesus made it very clear in that teaching that our kids represent the kingdom better than our adults. Isn't that something? In fact, we tell our kids all the time, would you grow up, act like an adult? Jesus' teaching is just the opposite. Why don't you act like children? Because the neat thing about our kids and why we want to pour into them now is they're, they're receptive. You know how sometimes we don't get that way. They, they will take what you give them. You know how sometimes as adults, no, 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 I'm okay. No, kids will take what, what you want to give them. And they're grateful for it. Kids are humble. They know they have to have it. They're depending on us. They don't hunt. And gather, they sit down at the table and wait for mom and dad to place food on the table. Kids are great representatives of the kingdom of God because they know without him, they're nothing. Well, that's us. Without the broken body and shed blood of Jesus Christ, we're in deep doo-doo, peeps. You can't serve enough. You can't preach enough. You can't give enough. There's no one righteous, no, not one. But Jesus comes along and he says, you will celebrate and recognize what I've done for you and who I am for you. All that's forgiven. So we come as children today telling the Lord we're humble. We need this. We're hell bound without this. We accept this humbly and we thank you so much for it. Jesus, thank you for this. Uh, it's the central position of us as human beings. Guilty of everything forgiven by the blood of you. We celebrate you, we praise you, and we spend this time honoring you.